This episode of Cognitive Dissonance is brought to you by our patrons. You fucking rock. Hi, guys. This is Andre from Unbelievers Radio again. Uh, Google was engaging in some sort of like techno fuckery on the last call, so I'm not sure if it recorded. So two things uh, missed on the uh, the last recording. First, I, I have a couple of emails to gripe about. One of your listeners called me a bitch via email because our show is FCC compliant after we had a, a discussion about censorship and whatnot afterwards. So that was one thing. But then on the same day, I got another email telling us, or at least trying to convince us, that Republicans are, in fact, reptilian invaders. So I have no idea if they are, but I'm considering them linked for no reason. So I'm going to blame you guys for both emails because you're awesome. Also, since your equipment upgrade, the show seems to have become more vulgar and offensive. Great work, guys. Uh, we love to know what sort of mics you've upgraded to so we can take Unbelievers Radio to a new level of oral molestation. Uh, that's oral, A-U-R-A-L, not O-R-A-L, just to clear up that distinction. So, awesome show, guys. Keep up the incredible work. Uh, we love it, and glory hole. Hey, this is Will from Milwaukee, and I was talking to a friend at work about American Horror Story and she said I don't watch that because I get too afraid I can't watch anything like that because it makes me afraid I told her when I was a kid I used to always have bad dreams I used to be afraid to go to sleep but then I used to pray every night to God please don't let me have a bad dream Jesus please don't let me have a bad dream but as I grew up and became a man I put away that silly shit like prayer Jesus Glory home. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. From Glory Hole Studios in Chicago, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode, we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome mat. This is episode 229. Of cognitive dissonance. And for this episode, I am definitely not wearing pants. Because we have with us... I mean, not like I ever right, wear pants right, when we right. record this. But you're vehemently not wearing pants today. But I'm aggressively yeah. not wearing them. You know, in the sense that my pants have quit. They were just like, no, absolutely not. We have Bryce from Naked Mormonism who is also program Who is also not wearing pants at the moment. But is this a, is this a fully pantsless episode? I don't know, Cecil. Are you wearing pants? Uh, I I am wearing pajamas, but they have a huge hole in the crotch. So yes, all right, that's, that's good all you enough. Need. That's yeah. That's, I discovered the other day, by the way. I was I I uh, got home from working out and uh, Colleen, working out. Wife, <laughs> what I know. I know. He, what what Tom <laughs> means is he was eating a cheeseburger. I was eating yeah. chicken wings. Yeah. <laughs> Worked up a and, big of sweat doing it too. I, I have. <laughs> It, I looked down at my at the shorts that I was wearing to work out, and like I work out in like a group environment, like it's like a class type environment. Um, and I looked down, 
and I have a hole in the fucking crotch of my fucking workout pants that is not subtle. It is a like it's like it's like a fist size hole. Yeah, I mean like I could fit like a dime or like three of my cocks through that. <laughs> So welcome to the show. Thank you very much for coming on. Uh, we do appreciate it. Um, we wanted to have you on. And we wanted to talk about this. Uh, we, we never do this. We want to talk about a YouTube video, um, but not the comments. No. Never. No, no. Never the never comments. Never the YouTube comments. <laughs> Where dissertation goes to die. Right? It, <laughs> and rot. YouTube comments are amazing. I mean, they're just straight amazing. It's like everybody shows up and gets hit in the fucking head with a fucking stupid hammer before they're allowed to... <laughs> comment um, uh, and the best part is like i don't i can say that with no fear of anybody writing into us with anything even remotely coherent defending youtube comments all right <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 impossible yeah. it's straight impossible it's impossible to argue on the side of the motion absolutely right. exactly yeah. exactly it's like it's like a fucking debate and it's just crickets yeah. on the other side um but anyway this is a, a video of anonymous's message to the lds church um, and Bryce, I, I, I guess the first thing I want to do is just throw this right out to you because when I was watching this, I, I told Cecil, this is a lot of inside baseball. This is a lot of stuff where you really kind of need to know a little something about uh, the LDS church, about the Mormon church, in order to really understand kind of what it is, what the meat of the subject, why Anonymous is going after this, and being uh, both ignorant and unwilling to do research. <laughs> I was grossly unprepared to watch this video so tell me what's this about what's going on in this video why is anonymous going after the lds church okay so to understand the video you have to be able to speak a, a new type of language that not many people are familiar with it's called mormonese right i see right yes yes so the, you have to know like everything that's going on with the church and with uh the people that are dissenters of the church that are like starting to come out of the woodwork and have been hosting radio shows and podcasts like mormon stories and are leading these movements against the church and then the church is just fucking squashing them like bugs right so what's going on is like the initial thing that kind of sparked this was uh, a woman that is starting this movement in the church. It's called Ordain Women, right? And her name is Kate Kelly. And Wait, with a title like that, hold on a minute. Is she looking to have women ordained? I don't know why, but for some reason she wants all of the magical powers that all of the men get when getting the priesthood. Like she wants to make her own planets and shit and she That's wants to bullshit. be able to bullshit. I know. That fuck is her, right? <laughs> right. No. This is yeah. That's it's the all best it. she can have a comet. She can't have a whole planet. <laughs> she can she have like a penis. Have, How can you have a planet, Tom? Tom she can have like Pluto because that's not really a planet. Like it's <laughs> isn't like, it a planet again? I thought they made uh, it a planet I again. I think. Well, we'll give her. Okay, we'll give her Pluto because yeah. that's a particularly sure. stupid dog yeah. or potentially a planet, <laughs> and maybe a moon around Saturn. Like she yeah. can have like Titan or something. Yeah. Well, no, that's the thing is, like, she can't even, like, make her own planet. Her job, her sole fucking job is just to make babies, make spiritual babies for the Wait men minute, that are in the church. Even when you're dead, you have to fucking have kids? Yes, yes. What? Like, women. What? The Where did that, what happens? <laughs> Wait, explain that to me. I'm sorry. I know we're sidetracking, but what the fuck? You have to, you get fucking space pregnant? <laughs> <laughs> I saw that movie. Doesn't that start Jane Fonda? 
I don't know. I've seen that movie too. It, it didn't have a lot of stars. In it. I thought it had Jenna Jameson in it. I'm, maybe I'm mistaken. <laughs> oh no. Okay, so dudes get their planets, and right. then I'm down they, with that part. Right. No, and then they get tons and tons of women. And then they fuck all of the women so they can make tons and tons of spirit babies. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Tons of women. Don't you guys... Isn't there like a sect of people that wants tons of women and other people are like, we really don't? No, no. That's that's like just here on Earth, right? This all happens after you die. So, like, there's... Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm speaking Mormonese and I don't, I don't even see it. So, okay. So, there's, like, the fundamentalist LDS church and that's, like, run by Warren Jeffs out of jail, right? He's, like, in jail running this sect. And they're all about, like, Colorado because City... Nothing- Helps your legitimacy, <laughs> like running a religion from actual prison. It's crazy. The Mormons are like the Crips, you know, <laughs> or like Heaven's Gate shit. Yeah. Like it's crazy, right? So he's running this shit out of prison, right? And there's still tons of people that are following him, and there's a bunch of like polygamous sects that have like sprung up under this dude, right? But then there's, like, the main Mormon church that's run out of Salt Lake City, and that's, like, the, the Mormon church everybody knows about. And they're like, no, fuck polygamy, Warren Jeffs is a crazy asshole, right? So they're, they only agree to polygamy after a person dies. Oh, right. Yeah. No, I mean, here on Earth, that'd be ridiculous. Right. Oh, no. The logistics in and of Where itself are just horrible. Where do women come from then? Like, I, okay, so uh, I don't understand the logistics here. Yeah. I'm really curious about uh, that, too. Uh, th- that's something that you're going to have to ask Mormon God when you die. <laughs> well, he won't talk to me because I'm not Mormon. What- is there a Mormon hell? There is. No, it's outer darkness. But actually, anybody that's a non-believer in Mormon heaven, in Mormon Jesus. Did you, did you they- call it outer darkness? <laughs> <laughs> That's so metal, God, it's awesome. You know what it sounds like? It sounds like the place that you can't go in Serenity or whatever. Or like the place that you can't, like it's the edge of the solar system or whatever, Firefly, that, that lore right, for that. yeah, there it's you like, go. It's like where the Reavers live. Like, you don't go out to outer darkness. You don't go to outer darkness. <laughs> it's the place that the sun don't shine. <laughs> so, We're space okay. cowboys, and even we won't go oh, there. God, this is the dumbest thing we've ever talked about on this show. Oh God, it's amazing. Uh, Scientology's got nothing on Mormons, dude. What it, Swear to God, all Scientology is is just it's like 1950s Mormonism in comparison to what you guys have, which is you know whenever what was it like late 1800s Mormonism? Is that when it was created? Uh, mid like uh, the first congregation was 1830. So oh, okay, so early, early to mid, 18, yeah. 1800s. Okay, yeah, and we don't really have videos of Joseph Smith interviews like we do with uh, whatever uh, L. Ron Hubbard. L. Ron, L. Ron, L. Ron, right, yeah, yeah. Right. So okay, so yeah, back on to Mormon <laughs> hell and shit. People that aren't worthy to go to Mormon heaven, basically, they just go to like this limbo area. Kind of like purgatory, right? And they just learn about the Mormon church. Oh, God, that does sound like hell. Fuck, right? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute, wait a minute. Slow your train. Hold on, hold on. So I die, and I don't believe in Mormonism. And then I go sit in a waiting room, basically. And somebody's like, yeah, you should have believed in Mormonism. And then I immediately convert because I wasn't expecting this. Well, no, no, right? no. That's that's the problem is you can't just convert. You have to be baptized no, on earth. And then who? so that's why they have baptisms for the dead, right? Oh, right, right. 
Yeah. So you now. get bap- somebody gets baptized for you on Earth, and then you're like, oh, now I get to okay. go to heaven. All right. So now I'm going to throw this. I'm going to throw a wrench in your plans. What if there's like a nuclear war and nobody can baptize me? Am I fucked? Uh, Mormonism doesn't really plan for shit like that. (laughs) (laughs) I need need apocalyptic scenarios here. Well, okay, okay. That's actually, they talk about that in the video, like the YouTube video. Anonymous says that we're aware of the granite vault that the church has. Like, nobody knows about this. I didn't know about this until I saw this video, but the church has a a fucking massive vault up Little Cottonwood Canyon just outside of Salt Lake City, and it's this vault buried like 800 feet into the mountain, and supposedly it's just for like a doomsday arc of genealogy. Just so they can baptize all these people after the Armageddon happens. So they don't need your body to baptize you, right? They can just baptize you by having what information... Like, what are the key pieces of information that define a person for baptism? They need a toenail, Tom. <laughs> yeah, do they need a relic? They like, need- do they have to have my foreskin or something? No, they need the like the cut off eyelids of the uh. person that dies. <laughs> yeah, okay, that seems fair. <laughs> no, they just need a name. That's why Hitler's been baptized for the dead like eight times. Uh. Okay, hold on. No, I, I, I'm sorry. This is gonna be go. This is gonna go for a long time. But I, I got. What if you changed your name? Like, and they got the wrong name. Can they baptize somebody who doesn't even exist? Uh, dude, you got to ask Mormon God when you die. I don't fucking know. But you are my Mormon God. Maybe I got you nothing, dude. your fucking assignment. Fuck no. I can't. No. I, I, no, no. I have no idea, dude. That That's just questions that they they don't even answer. Let's just get back to this video because I, I have <laughs> questions about Mormonism for days. Right. But, but seriously... This, in this video, they talked about many, many things, but again, like Tom said, a lot of this stuff we just didn't know. So there's a woman who wants to get people ordained, but it's also, like, specifically, there's a guy's name attached to the video. Right, John DeLynn. Yeah, so John DeLynn runs the Mormon stories. <laughs> he says that right. like that's no, a thing. No, it's no, like, no. yeah, John DeLynn. <laughs> Tom, it is clearly a thing. How the <laughs> fuck do you know, like, John DeLynn, Tom Cruise, like, they, how do you not know these people? Come on. Okay, so John DeLynn runs the Mormon Stories podcast, and it's been going for over 10 years now. And they have like 500 plus episodes out, and it's just like, he just has this show where he's like honest about the problems in the church. Like he talks about the history, he talks, like has interviews with Mormon historians that are like ex-Mormons that are anti-Mormon, whatever, labeled anti-Mormon. And like he like has this open forum where people can talk about the Mormon history. The Mormon church was like, the fuck you say, you are fucking excommunicated. So they fucking ex they exed him out of the church and said you can't come back until you repent for all your shit. Does he care? Yeah, he does for some reason. Like he knows all of the shit in Mormon history that's wrong, but he still considers himself a believing member. I can't figure it out. Yeah, so this movie that like Anonymous did was actually made before he went in front of this disciplinary council, right? Which is like a court tribunal in front of a bunch of like Mormon higher ups, and they're like, "These are the shit. Like, this is the shit that you've done that's wrong, and this is why we're ex- excommunicating you. So get the fuck out of our office, right?" And he wait can't- a minute, you got to show up so somebody can be mean to you and then kick you out. Yeah, and that's the thing with Kate I would Kelly. fucking peace out of that shit immediately, right? Why would you show up? Oh, and that's just it. He just like 
took it up the ass, was like, okay, and then just left, and that was it. Like, nothing has come of it now. Like, he still hosts the show, he still talks about it, but it's just, like, this weird, he's, like, in this weird limbo between excommunicated and, you know, excised from the the actual congregation, and I don't know what he's going to do. So, and that's what happened with Kate Kelly, too. Like, she's doing this ordained women thing. So she went in front of a disciplinary council of all men, and they were like, oh, fuck you, bitch, you're out. We're tossing your ass out. <laughs> well, I mean, what what did she expect? Was, did she walk out of there like, I thought that would go different. Yeah. I, feel- <laughs> I guess, and yeah, I bet John DeLynn did, too. And I I saw this vi- another video on YouTube that when it, John DeLynn was in his disciplinary council, there were like, there was a massive group of people at that church that he met at, and they were like holding up signs and protesting and doing interviews like, John DeLynn shouldn't be excommunicated, and he's, he's a beacon of shining light to mormon history and it's like why are you all believing mormons why do you all believe in this shit I- so so hold on now so so after this 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 video comes out more uh the anonymous takes it to them and says and says what exactly because the, the threats in it again those threats just rolled right past tom and i because we didn't know what they were even threatening <laughs> I honestly don't know either. So, like, anonymous is like anonymous. Nailed it, anonymous. <laughs> so, anonymous has done like some crazy shit. Like, they hacked Fox News Live. Like during an interview, they were talking about anonymous. Anonymous was just like popped in and froze up their screen and like input their like own three minute video of like Fox News. Fuck off, right? That's awesome. Right, yeah, and then there was this lady from the uh, the Westboro Baptist Church that went on to a uh, like this live radio or live video interview on some news talking head thing, and she was like, "Anonymous hacked our website." And then there was a representative of Anonymous that was on the other end of the line, and he's like, "Lady, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, right?" And then she just kept accusing him and like saying, you're going to go to hell for your sins. And he's like, okay, fuck you, bitch. And hacked into her website and (laughs) shut that shit down live on air. Awesome. Awesome. Yes. And do you know how much shit the Mormon church does online? All of it. They're trying to suppress anything (laughs) online that isn't from them. Good luck. Good luck (laughs) controlling the internet. Mormons. So, okay. So, so what has happened since then? Because this happened in like March. Did Anonymous hack the stuff? I'll fucking know. (laughs) (laughs) Follow through. Follow through. (laughs) Right, exactly. Oh, God. Well, Bryce, thanks for joining us. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. Great. Uh, Great. Oh, man. The thing is, is I don't think they did because we didn't hear about it. You know? Right. And that's That's the thing with... That's the thing with Anonymous is, like, whenever they do shit, they own up to it. And I'm still, like, I'm on pins and fucking needles here. Like, come on, guys. Come on. I'm waiting to see, like, Mormon documents, like, massively bled out onto the internet. But yeah. no, no, still nothing's come of it. I'm like, what the fuck, guys? Come on. Well, maybe once they got all the fucking Mormon documents and started reading through them, they all just fucking fell asleep. That's what I was thinking. They're all sitting their keyboard. <laughs> well, right? No, that's... I mean, you're like sitting around reading Mormon documents from a fucking Mormon church. No amount of Cheetos, Mom's Basement, and Mountain Dew can make that okay. If you have a little lotion, it can help. <laughs> but, <laughs> but no, okay, so that's what the vaults th- that they talk about in the video are all about. They, like... 
it's it's theorized that they're hiding a bunch of like Mormon documents that are like that Mark Hoffman bought and sold to the church that uh, are like damning against the Mormon church, right? That are like really, really critical against the church that are legitimate, authentic documents. <laughs> you know, I got to say. Stunned silence. The, Shit. The thing that makes me laugh about – no, because the thing that makes me laugh about this is like – this is like this is like the drama that occurs in a in any other tiny little uh, in group that nobody else gives a shit about, right? Right. Well, so it's okay. like it's like the LDS church, like oh my god, what are we gonna do if I find out about Mark Hoffman? And it's like the rest of the world's like the who with the what now? Like nobody cares. <laughs> well, Mark, Mark Hoffman is the <laughs> ultimate badass in all of Mormon history documents. Yeah, but it's in all of Mormon history, you know. Dude, what I mean? okay, like, okay, let me just big like, fish. Let me Mini little pond. <laughs> uh, that fish is really cool, and he's missing half of his body because he blew himself up. What? <laughs> right, exactly right. Nobody knows about Mark Hoffman. This motherfucker <laughs> in the 1980s, he bought and sold and forged fucking hundreds of documents to the Mormon Church, almost like like almost a million dollars, like $947,000 worth of Mormon documents he sold to the Mormon Church and was like, "Hey, here's all this shit that's like really damning against your your like your history." And Gordon B. Hinckley, who was the like, who was the prophet at the time, was like, "Oh shit, I better buy all this stuff from this guy and squirrel it all away." So this guy, he got to this point where he like set up this deal for like one hundred and eighty-five thousand dollars about the McClellan documents, right? I'm, I'm, <laughs> this is amazing. None of this no, means anything, right? Exactly. And, but like, he couldn't forge all of this shit because there was way too much. So the church, so he went and blew. Like, there were two and people. Then the Dukes of Hazard showed up. <laughs> 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 and, and 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 Boss Hog said, "I'm going to get those Duke boys next time." You're the good old boy. I don't mean no harm. Daisy Duke is washing the General Lee with her garments uh, on. This is great. No, this is, this is awesome. It's just it's such inside baseball. But I'm actually right. really interested. So go on. Okay, so Mark Hoffman he set up this deal <laughs> that he was going to sell like these like 36 documents to the church. It was this massive portfolio from this guy that was friends with Joseph Smith, but then defected because Joseph Smith wanted to fuck his wife, right? So Mark that would Hoff make me defect too, <laughs> right? But it made a lot of like not a lot of people didn't defect, and he still got to fuck their wives. So <laughs> tons of them, and like fourteen year olds. Win some, lose some. <laughs> win lots, lose hardly any. In his case, okay. So he set up this deal, and two people found out about it. So he blew them up, like he fucking exploded them. Because they were going to squeal. So he was going to set off a third bomb on somebody else that knew and accidentally blew himself up in his car and was like, oh, fuck, I fucked myself because now I'm not going to be able to, like, make that $1.5 million that the, I was planning on making and I, you know, now I'm in jail and in an ambulance and this sucks, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> so he, so the court proceedings go through and the church has to like subpoena or the 
church documents are subpoenaed so they can find all the documents that he forged and sold to the church that totaled up to this almost million dollars. And then the church found the documents that he said he was going to sell to them in their own vaults. Like, like... <laughs> he was like, I'm going to sell this to you, but they didn't even know that they had the shit buried in their own basement. It's Man. like, it's like telling somebody like, I don't know. Like it's telling somebody, Hey, um, you don't know about this massive like treasure chest that's buried in your basement, but I'm going to like steal it from you. And then I'm going to sell it to you. And the church was like, okay, sounds wow. good. I'll totally buy that. Right. Yeah, exactly. I'd like to buy my hot water heater. Yeah. <laughs> In my furnace. <laughs> yeah, that's so that's amazing. Mark Hoffman. Like, he's the ultimate badass in all of Mormon document <sighs> forging history. Again. Uh, right, and nobody knows. Fish. Right. Really small pond. <laughs> nobody gives a shit. So, speaking of big fish and small pond, that's what my show is about. It's all about attacking these really big fucking fish and... Uh, yeah, the pond is really fucking small. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> the point is, is that we've got to rewrite the federal government. Now, this is not going to happen overnight. It took 130 years to bring us to where we are today. It could probably take 50 years to turn it around. If we, But if we stand on the Constitution, then everything else comes together. And this is officially the motherfucking latest. We've... We are recording so late at this point. You showed up on Friday, and it is now Saturday. It's now Saturday. Yeah, that is how fucking. And here's the thing: both of us are old, so this yeah. is late. This, this is, is very, super. This I know, is right? very late. Like, like both of us are old now. Like earlier in our lives, when you're, you know, when you're 25, you're like, whatever. It's fucking three in the morning, bitches. Let's right. go out and do a thing. I don't know. I never really did that, but it's like let's play Dynasty Warriors or whatever. <laughs> but now, no way. It's like a fucking at at one o'clock in the morning. I'm 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 like fucking. I've not only turned into a pumpkin, I've turned into pumpkin pie at that point. <laughs> like I've, I've really only had it. I've had an hour to bake, and that's Keep talking. It. Yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm just saying. Stop touching your nipples. <laughs> <laughs> this is my house. I'll touch what I want. <laughs> we are in studio tonight. We so. are. We've been we've been working on. Uh, we bought a lot of equipment recently to upgrade our sound. Uh, which it turns out when I re-recorded the Skeptics Creed. Let's talk about this for a minute. We upgraded our sound, and I thought, well, we should re-record the Skeptics Creed to match the new yeah. audio. Yeah, yeah. And I think I fucked it up. I you think didn't I didn't fuck capture it up. You sounded the, great. I think I think I didn't capture the same magic, Cecil. I'm like George Lucas. Whatever you do sounds great. <laughs> it's great. That's a take. We're keeping it. We're keeping it. This We're, is an echo chamber. Way to go, Anakin. You did great. So I'll be at some point re-recording that again to try to capture a little more of the uh, the nuance and the emotion because we had several people uh, write in to say. No, bad job. This story comes from the Patheos blogs. I don't heart Huckabee. I don't heart this. You (laughs) don't heart Huckabee the movie. No, that's a terrible movie. It's funny because my wife was watching that movie tonight. On purpose? Was she She tied down like fucking Clockwork Orange style with somebody like prying her eyes open to watch it? (laughs) No, but she is filled with self-loathing. You would have to be to watch that film. So this comes from... The, oh, my gonna, God, uh, guys! I, I love Guy Hurt. I love so many emails. No matter what we say we like or don't like, we get fucking email about it. Oh, my God, it. I love Canadian beer! <laughs> Canadian whiskey is the most amazing whiskey. It's Nebraska's like the best state. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wrote about that, though. The best part about the states... My favorite thing about yeah. bashing all the states is that so far, almost nobody... 
some notable exceptions. Oh, there's been there's been a few. Yeah. we got we got a letter about how great Pittsburgh was. It's like best small town in America. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, yeah but it's like you're defending your state by noting one city yeah. within it. Yeah, you know? and, it's, and it's probably a shithole too. Anyway, right. <laughs> I mean, come on, who are we kidding? It's fucking Pittsburgh. It's like the birthplace I went to, of America. I went to the airport there once and I got cancer. So. <laughs> <laughs> and they charged you extra. <laughs> Oh, shit. So this is from the Danthropology blogs. Uh, Mike Huckabee says, as president. <laughs> well, okay. Hold on. Let me read the whole thing. In bizarre world. <laughs> right? Mike Huckabee says, as president, he would follow the supreme being and not oh. the supreme court on gay marriage. <laughs> it's so fucking amazing. Oh, I love this guy. Shockingly, he said this on Fox News. Yeah. And it, it's so funny because it's like, whoa. As an aeroplane, I will follow <laughs> the laws of God, not the laws of physics. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, bro, because you have every. I believe that you will become an airplane before you will become president. <laughs> it's like a transformer. He's like Starscream. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like Starscream and then Huckabee. It's like he's like his sidekick. One of the things he says in this, he says, and the notion that the Supreme Court comes up with a ruling and that automatically subjects the two other branches to following it defies defies everything there is about the three equal branches of government. No, that's exactly how that's this like, works. Like, in order to fucking run for president, you don't have to pass like a simple civics test on how these things fucking work. Yeah, I you know it's it's part of that like you know what what they're trying to do what the right tries to do whenever there's a case that they don't like whenever it, it's it, they feel like because you can tell like they're getting worked up before the case is decided because they know very likely how this case is going to shake out yeah absolutely right yeah, yeah and so you know they're they're sort of like they're, they're laying the groundwork to protest what hasn't been done yet sure which is kind of hilarious yeah. And and they're laying the groundwork to basically be like to invalidate the Supreme Court. But you notice they never do that shit when it's the fucking Hobby Lobby case. You know, when it's something that goes their way, the Supreme Court's totally cool, bro. And yeah, they never go out of their way to be like, oh, well, the fucking Supreme Court. Look at them. Like throwing their weight around. Yeah, when legislating Hobby Lobby, from the bench. Legislating you know? from the bench for that Hobby Lobby. No, they fucking, they immediately are like, oh, all right. Supreme Court, oh, stuff it all in. Stuff it in. Make me joke. Like they fucking love it. They right. love every moment They're fucking mascaras yeah, exactly. running They're like fucking, fucking clucking. Rivers. They are just, that is it. They love it. They cannot get enough of it. They're just like, give me that fucking BBC of the fucking, of the Supreme Court. I want it now. Um, it's it, at one point too. He says presidents have understood that the Supreme Court cannot make a law, and cannot and cannot make it, and the legislature has to make it, and the executive branch has to sign it and enforce it. This is this is a definition of case law. Okay, I want to read this to you. Since the U.S. legal system has a common law system, higher court decisions are binding on lower court in cases of similar facts that raise similar issues. The concept of precedent means to follow or adhere to previously decided cases in judging the case at at bar. The the case law is not creating a law. It's just ruling on a current law to fucking define it. Yeah, it's to codify it. You're not not making a new law. You're taking existing laws 
and redefining it so that it, it actually fits within what you think that law's intention was and how it fits with the rest of the Constitution and how it fits with how the rest of the cogs of the wheels of the government work. It's not anything else. It's not like it's not like you're you just are on the bench and you just go, you know what? Gay should be able to marry. Right. Well, you know, and that's the funny thing is that is that he, he's misunderstanding the whole fucking assignment. Right? right. Right. Because the Supreme Court is a reactive branch of government. Yeah. It cannot choose to act. The closest thing it can do to choosing to act is to decide on which cases it's going to hear. Right. But it's still reacting to a current caseload. It's yeah. reacting yeah. to something that's moved through the lower courts and is presenting itself to the Supreme Court. And then yeah. they have a decision about whether they hear it or not, and then they have decisions about how they rule. Sure. But they, they're not – they couldn't – if they decided to, they couldn't say, like, well, we're going to make gay marriage legal. Like, they couldn't they – could, they could not decide, like, we want dogs to wear capes. You know, let's have a ruling where dogs wear capes. Like, there would have to be a fucking law. Sure. That somebody – some asshole senator or something would have to – Introduce a bill right. that says fucking every dog is super dog. Right. And they get to wear capes <laughs> right. and they're from Krypton. And then somebody would have to oppose that law. Yeah. And then there would have to be conflict, which would have to rise then through the lower courts all the way up to the Supreme Court in order for the Supreme Court to have an opportunity to react to the case. Yeah. So this idea that they're like legislating from the bench, it's a fucking bullshit idea. It's just a way for politicians to distance themselves from what they feel like will be unpopular positions within their constituency. Yeah, absolutely. And also Mike Huckabee's never going to be the president of the United States. <laughs> I said, who's that guy on the other side of the glory hole? It's Jesus. So this story comes from uh, Politics USA. Judge, with links to Mike Huckabee, curiously orders police to destroy Josh Duggar report. So, actually, hang on a second, because look at Mike Huckabee in this picture. He looks, he's a, he looks so happy in this photo. He's like, oh, look at me being so happy. I got my fucking cheeky jowl. He does, he has, and he's got his little rat teeth pointing out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he looks like. An overly smooth Kevin Spacey. He does. He looks like somebody took a fucking car buffer to Kevin Spacey <laughs> and just like smoothed him and out. And minwaxed him. <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> so so uh, there was a Duggar. Um, you know, there's so many of them, it's sure. kind of hard to yeah. keep track. Yeah. But there was Josh Duggar. And Josh Duggar um, was diddling around with some of the other Duggars, right? And, so and he was a Duggar diddler. And what that what that what that means is is that what, the, the name of the show Nineteen Kids and Counting was not about how many there were; it's how many he touched, right? So that's his, his, <laughs> that's his tally. That's, how many did you get to, Josh? Nineteen, 19 and counting. counting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is why we can't have nice oh. things, Cecil. You know what they should do with that show. Is they should rebrand? They should rebrand it because it, clearly there's going to be some fallout. So they might be able to team up with like MSNBC and have like to catch a Duggar. Oh, that might be something. I that like they, it. That could do something like that with with that Chris Hansen guy. Be like, please have a seat, Mister Josh. It would be so. <laughs> Can easy. you have a seat at the bar? They could also team up with uh, with uh, I think it's uh, NBC and have the the pre adolescent Bang Theory. That would be one nice. that they could do. Right? Nice, yeah, yeah. They could also team up with uh, Vivid Entertainment. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> well, ABC they could do Marvel Agents of Diddle. That's oh, a good one. Yeah, I like it. D i d d l e. D i d d l e. Yeah, they could. 
also, this is another thing that they could do, you know, because sometimes you rebrand, but then other times, Tom, what you do is you try to like look at podcasts. Like, let's say we wanted to promote our podcast. Let's we would that. we would guest star on another podcast, right? Sure. Or we would have somebody who would guest star on our podcast. Yeah. So I like let's the star say, thing. Let's say that he could guest star on other shows. Here's a few shows that he might be able to guest star. Okay. On. He's got options. Big Brother, right? That's <laughs> 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 one. Touched by an angel. Oh, <laughs> the victims could be on Survivor. Oh, God. <laughs> I got two more. Okay. Naked and afraid. <laughs> <laughs> it works both ways. <laughs> and then bones. Yeah. <laughs> so, so those are the ones that oh, can maybe head on awesome. over and do. But I want to talk. Okay, so the Duggar is Diddlin. Yeah. Okay. So he's a, he's he's a, a Diddlin Duggler. Yeah. And uh, Diddlin Duggler is that? He's a, a Dugger Diddling Dugger. <laughs> It sounds like a square dance. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Dee-da-diddly-do-dugglin-diddler. Okay, so uh, he's diddling around, and then he he winds up confessing or something, and he he wound up touching a couple of his siblings. Five. Five of his siblings. Five. Look, when you have- Five, dude. Most people don't even have five on, that's siblings. Not, that's not even 33% of his siblings. <laughs> Would that be great defense? Your Honor, <laughs> on a percentage basis, I, I haven't even gotten... To, I haven't even come close to touching them all. It's not even halvesies. Oh, God. I'm not even... I haven't even fucked half of I my sisters. I have not collected them all. Yet. <laughs> no, like, but... Duggars are Pokemons? <laughs> so, well, there's he's poking oh, something. Right. Yeah, he's got a case, little squirtle on him. <laughs> in any case, there he is. Grabbing a hold of a couple of his siblings. Right. And so they find out and then they they don't do anything except for uh, they wind up like having a priest talk to him or something. And he said he was sorry. He also had to help remodel a house. Oh, that's fucking because great. That's, Whoa. You God. know, I got to tell you, Cecil, you helped me remodel my house. It was after I touched all those kids. And so. I helped you remodel <laughs> your house. But I didn't get to fuck anybody <laughs> in your family. <laughs> I didn't get to fuck my little brother. What the fuck? <laughs> I mean, I can't but, even but, get a little touch or something. <laughs> God. But in any case, uh, there he is diddling away. They they catch him. He says he's sorry. They give him his uh, his penance, his like fucking work yeah. order yeah. and do this His thing. Christian whoopsie yeah. doodle yeah. punishment. But they had still had to well, like, get the police involved, right? right. So then yeah. the police dropped the case or whatever. I, I heard, though, they yeah. gave him a stern talking to. They did. They did. Yeah, they and gave him a, a shaky they took, finger. They took, his, <laughs> they took his case recently because it came to light, mm-hmm. and he had to leave his American family's counsel or whatever because I guess, you know, people frown on that when yeah. you diddle kids. Right, especially because so, his dad at one point said incest, like people who commit incest. In 2002, his own dad, when he was running for office, said uh, that people who commit incest should be put to death, which is kind of... He was probably really mad at his son. Right? I think he's still... You still know, a little maybe, hot under the collar about that? You might want to work that out, Josh. Yeah. You may want to talk to your dad. See if he wants to go out for a beer. Yep, you know, have Josh a conversation. like, man, <laughs> Jeez, you, dad. You fuck five of your siblings. <laughs> fucking dad's so mad about it. He also said that the fucking asshole who wrecked his car should be put to death. Too, right? so. <laughs> But so he winds up, they wind up taking his case file and expunging it. They wind up, and, and this is a judge who ordered this, happens to be a judge who uh, Mike Huckabee had appointed years ago. Right. And, Shocking. And so they expunge the case. Now I want to read, I was looking up, um, 
I typed in, how do I expunge my criminal record? Okay. And a, a, a website, a helpful website came up that started talking about it. It's like, you know, really, it's going to be very difficult. And I want to read particularly what it says. It says, from while these offenses will vary state to state, talking about how you can expunge it. Yep. If you have been convicted of a special felony, such as rape, child molestation, or other sexually based offenses or offenses involving children, expungement will generally not be an option for you. But I think the thing oh. is, he wasn't convicted of it. I think that it, the, since the charges were dropped, they were able to expunge it. So the judge did it. It says here on Wikipedia, it says the police report from this 2006 investigation was the one obtained by Touch Weekly. Oh, Touch Weekly. In, in Touch two, Weekly. Touch it's Weekly. <laughs> Touch Weekly in 2015. It only takes five weeks. <laughs> After the initial reporting on the redacted police report, an unidentified victim reported still as a minor uh, requested that any remaining products of the investigation be destroyed. Judge Stacy granted this request in protection of the person's privacy. So she destroyed it specifically because it might have been somebody else. Well, and you know there was there was there was people who are defending the, the whole the whole shenanigans by saying like, well, the victims don't want you know the victims put this to bed years ago uh, without Josh in the bed. The victims put this to bed years ago. Um, so we should just let this be like the victims don't want it, but the victims are part of the fucking same family reaping the rewards because the whole, the problem is like, this is why we don't leave justice up to the victims, right? So we don't allow, we don't allow somebody to, in, in most crimes, whether or not a crime is prosecuted, isn't left up to the person to decide the victim to decide whether or not they should go after it. Right. The state can press charges, right? And and we do that because there's so many re for for so many reasons because you don't want somebody to pay, you know, the basically like the Saudi equivalent of a blood price and like sure. pay off a victim, yeah, yeah. you know, and let people get away with shit. Or, you know, you don't want people in this case, you know, something like this where like the whole family financially benefits from the success of the Duggar name, you know, and the fucking 19 kids and counting, and everybody gets a piece of that pie, and now your show's gonna get shut down, and like. Do you want to be? Do you want to have that kind of pressure as one of the as one of the victims of the sexual molestation? Like, well, if you press charges, you know you'll ruin the family financially and you'll destroy our futures. And what about the other seventy five fucking kids in this family? You know, won't you think of them? Like, there's a reason that the victims in in these situations are not the be all end all about whether or not sure you know the state presses charges. It doesn't, it's a it doesn't, fucking argument that doesn't hold water. It doesn't feel like they they press the charges. Because, well they didn't. Yeah. yeah. They just took an offense they just report. Took the offense report. And so. they gave him a stern shaky yeah, they, finger. They, yeah, that's fucking ridiculous. Nobody gets away with that normally. Right. That's not a thing that you get away with normally. And the big reason why this is a the big reason why this would even circle back to this show is because you know the Duggars appear, um Josh Duggar specifically, um but the Duggars in general, they appear um openly calling out homosexuality as being a perverse lifestyle that promotes that's dangerous for children. You know, they're the council they're, that he was part of. Right. Was all about. Yeah, yeah. The FRC, which is the council that Josh Duggar got fired from for being a fucking incestuous kitty diddler. The when <laughs> well, I mean, it is fucking when, what it is. When you say it like that, it sounds like it sounds super bad. It right? actually sounds like something I put on my business. cards. I mean, <laughs> Josh Duggar, incestuous kitty diddler. <laughs> <laughs> Almost feels like there should be like a a wailing guitar solo behind Bring you as you say it. <laughs> <laughs> hit that whammy bar hard at the end. Yeah, no, you really do have to hit the whammy bar. Right. That's that's it's really just, what it's all about when you're dealing kids. Is the whammy bar? Or you maybe you ask them to hit it. Yeah. You know, I don't know. It depends on their level of engagement. 
God. Oh, uh, I don't know. I just, they're fucking terrible people. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. To me, it's pretty simple. A person either believes that God created this process or believes that it was an accident and that it just happened all on its own. This story's just fucking weird, dude. It's from Raw Story. Um, <laughs> so this story, when I first, first of all, it's got a picture of a dude like, in a T-shirt, and I misread his T-shirt. So his T-shirt says, your origins matter, and he's got a fucking couple of rocks in his hands. He's standing behind, like, or in front of, like, a post, like, an apocalyptic dinosaur scene or something. But I read that wrong, and I thought it said, your virgins matter. <laughs> they do. They and do. And like, it looks like there's a volcano you could I throw know, them in in the background. Yeah. yeah. So this is from the Raw story. It says, creationist. If evolution is true, then it wasn't wrong for Josh Duggar to molest his sisters. All right. So you're saying it was wrong? So are you saying it was wrong because he didn't receive any punishment for it? Right. So are you saying it's wrong that he did it? Are you saying that he's a bad person? Well, let me try to get the logic. <laughs> I can't even use that word in connection with this fucking Listen, this is this is what he's saying. I can't I can't. I cannot make heads or tails of this. All right. So, since Josh molested girls, which could damage their trust of men, which yeah. could damage their future marriage, yeah. which could damage their future family, yeah. we should make Josh Duggar work the rest of his life to help families stay together and help them recognize how twisted the world is. How would he do that? How would he, Tom? Why would how he could qualified? he possibly work for families, <laughs> Tom? What would he have him do? Well, remodel their homes as it turns out. <laughs> no, they'd have him work at his old fucking job at the family fucking research council. At the family council. research council, because that's what he says. He says he should be forced to push faith, family, and freedom in the public, oh. showing the Christian worldview has the answers. Well, doesn't have the answers to what do you do with a kitty diddler who lives in your house full of dozens of kids. Um, we should force him to get a job at the family research council whose mission it is to advance faith, family, and freedom. That would be a great punishment. So aren't you suggesting that working for the for your fucking FRC is a punishment? Yes. I mean, you're expressly saying, yeah, he's saying that working yeah. for this organization yeah. is right. a punishment right. for incestuous kitty diddlers. Right. For child sex offenders, the, the best punishment would be to work for FRC. He goes on. If evolution is true then there absolutely is no right and wrong. If evolution is true, Josh should not have admitted his faults over a decade ago because one evolved bag of molecules does to another doesn't matter. So whatever happens in our life, he thinks that there's nothing, there's no social consequences to that. He thinks that if you believe in evolution, you have to think that no matter what, uh, it's total anarchy. Right. Right. That, well, <clears throat> I've heard this guy. I've heard this guy use that bag of molecules uh, shit in in uh, debates and what have you. And he says it as if it means something. Like, well, you're just a bag of molecules. Yeah, all right. But I'm a bag of molecules that interacts with other bags of molecules. I'm a sentient bag of molecules. Right. You know, there's this there's this like fallacy of like stripping things away. That's like it's like this reductionist fallacy where it's like. Well, if all you are is a bag of molecules, then it doesn't matter if you, you know, eat 100 cheeseburgers. Well, it does matter. It matters a lot because it's bad for my health. It's bad for, 
you know, my ability to be a provider for my children because I'm not taking care of my health. And, you know, I mean, like, so things matter because we're not just a bag of molecules floating in the fucking ether. We are a bag of molecules that is sentient and social. And because we're sentient and social, we have responsibilities toward each other. Yeah. You know, both our private responsibilities to ourselves and our social responsibilities to other people. Regardless of the fact that we're not transcendent in some fucking magical worldview way. I, I don't understand that fucking that it's it's a dumb argument to it, make. It's so because, goofy. Because what it says is unless you're somehow a creationist Christian, that's the only way that you can really be moral. Because if you're not that if you're not a creationist Christian and you don't think God fucking made us four weeks ago or whatever right. the fuck they yeah. believe, then you automatically think that I can literally do anything to anyone. But that's not how the world works. Look in other countries where there's, you know, very few Christians, very, very few creationist Christians. Right. And you see that it's not like there's a huge spike in crime. In fact, their crime rates are lower than ours. Look at some of the uh, some of the uh, the sort of northern European countries. Low crime rates. They happen to have very few people who believe in God. And they just they're doing fine, not because they think they're they're just some selfish bag of molecules. They think that they're part of a society, just like everybody thinks that because nobody's fucking so stupid as to think that we are just a singular fucking. I'm just all I have to do is just worry about myself. There's no place in the world where you think that that's a good idea. Unless you're fucking like I don't even know like in like unless you're a pirate on the fucking seas or something <laughs> like that's the only person who's like fucking thinking for himself. There's you know sure there's criminals and things like that yeah there's aberrations right but we're not talking about aberrations we're talking about fucking average human beings. I can't imagine when you say that like I I can't imagine a worldview which inspires um you know more narcissism than a than a than a religious worldview when I think of you know. My obligations toward other people are particularly important to me because I know that this is the only life that I get. And and I have an obligation to try to do this right and to try to, yeah. you know, pass pass through, like, especially, you know, like in terms of like my relationships with other people. That's the only thing that's going to that's it. exceed myself yeah. in terms of my mortality. Right. And so if I look at my if I look at my world, I think, man, what happens today on Earth on fucking Friday or Saturday morning, as it turns out, that matters to me because doing the right thing is the only thing that's going to sur out survive myself potentially. Yeah. yeah, you know. But the the alternate worldview, the creationist Christian worldview, is incredibly narcissistic. It's incredibly self centered because it says the only thing that matters is my salvation. The only thing that matters is where I put my shopping cart. The only thing that matters is. You know how how I behave personally. That's very true, and matters only in in the sense that you are planning for your own personal salvation. Right. So while you outwardly have to be good to other people, you're only doing it for own, your own personal means. It's like uh, Kant's um, grounding of the metaphysical right. morals, yeah, where it, he talks about categorical imperative. categorical imperative, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, you just you, there's there's uh, it, it, you have to act in such a way so that you have no gain. Right. So if you you that's the only way in which you can call that something moral. If I have absolutely nothing to gain from something and I do it, uh, in and and it helps someone else out, right. then it's then, then it's, it's moral. Then it's moral. Right. But if I have something to gain, there's no way you can look at that thing and say that's a moral action. Right. Yeah. Right.
even the knowledge of knowing you did good would invalidate yeah. it, which was always problematic to yeah, me. Yeah, it was super problematic. But that, you know, yeah, cunt's a cunt. <laughs> it's like it's always been the little women that caught the vision of giving, beginning with Jesus himself, out of their private means. Some of you little precious ones have that little grocery money, some of that little money set aside. Assure tonight the blessings of God on your family by giving it to God and speaking that. Say it. God, this is for blessings on my family. So this story is amazing. It's also from the raw story. Fucking <laughs> this dude's eyes and eyebrows are super intense. This guy is so looking at the camera. <laughs> this is great. You've got to you've got to check this picture out. Pastor caught having gay you know sex. Who he looks like? <laughs> no, Creed. <laughs> Doesn't he look like from, Creed? Yeah, yeah from, from office. office. Yeah. yeah, from the office. He yeah. looks like Creed. This dude looks exactly like his headline. Yeah. So the headline is yeah. Pastor caught having gay sex in van. Huh? Spent stolen church money hmm. on farmer dating website. <laughs> I think it's nice that the farmers have their own farmer's market. I think that's great. Oh, I like what you did there. Yeah. Very nicely done. Thanks. Yeah, you get, to, you get to pull your own carrots. So, <laughs> <laughs> so this Tennessee pastor, um, I like this because he was recently admonished by the police, who basically- Tennessee, huh? <laughs> wow. Right. He was fucking bastion of greatness that that shithole is. Can, fucking Tennessee, this is a guy- I mean, honestly, this is the best thing to come out of Tennessee. Whatever fucking slipped out of this dude's ass was the best thing to come out of Tennessee. Is there any... I can't imagine a scenario where I'm in Tennessee and the first thing I'm thinking is not, Why the fuck do I get out of Tennessee? <laughs> Just hoping. That's, That's it. Some road leads to nowhere there. Right. Yeah. There's, there's nothing... In Tennessee that you could say, like, oh, man, we should definitely get yeah. that thing from Tennessee. I would rather be in the deep bayou. And that's Tennessee saying a lot. Is, <laughs> Tennessee is so bad. Elvis died on a toilet there. No, he died in Tennessee. That's what <laughs> well, he that's died exa- in. Right. Yeah. Died on a toilet. Yeah. Died in Tennessee. Yeah. The fuck, you, you, they're the same. No. It's actually a yeah. fucking redundant yeah. statement. <laughs> it's. <laughs> so anyway, this guy. This guy. He Okay, so. I am. Are you not shocked at how fucking blatant these guys are with the fucking misappropriation of funds and yeah. like the the shit that they do? It's amazing. I'm surprised they're not like fucking finger fucking a little girl and like spreading fucking caviar on a wafer and eating it in front of everybody and be like, what, what? It's what? Even that much different. Ooh, <laughs> do something. Look at me, bitches. Here I am. And he's like fucking. He's like making it rain on the audience and like fucking smacking a chorus girl's ass. <laughs> And he like pulls his dick out and starts playing piano with it, and they're like, "Whatever, here's more money. You, you can have all anything. my money." Like, can you believe? I mean, this, seriously, these people—they get away with murder all the time. That fucking Creflo Dollar be like, "Buy me a new plane, bitches." <laughs> this guy's like, "I'm gonna spend all your money," and then they ask why. He's like, "It's none of your business. I spend it all." <laughs> What's so? This guy's—he's fucking some other dude, right? Which fine, but yeah. like. He's a Tennessee pastor, so my guess is he's probably not a pro-LGBT yeah, pastor. Sure. He's a Tennessee pastor. He's in a fucking church parking lot in a church van fucking some other dude. The cops come by and they're like, maybe don't do that. Like, like 
bro. Yeah. <laughs> really, bro? Bro. <laughs> Sup, bro? And then he says, when they ask him about the money... Yeah, so hold on a second. So then they arrest him. Right. Because they don't even bust him for the for the public sex thing. They're just like, uh, like really? Hey, can you put that away? Really? And he's like, <laughs> in a minute, I'll do what I want! <laughs> I'm done when I come, motherfucker. <laughs> come so, back in ten minutes. Four. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, he's gonna do it twice. <laughs> so church officials reported they stole between seventy and a hundred thousand dollars. Oh, that's it. And so, so they bust him for it. And when they ask him about the missing money, right. he tells the church members, "Quote." It's none of your business. <laughs> <laughs> and then they just said, okay. And the church, the church, well, they fucking called the cops on him is what they did. Well. But the guy, the cops showed up and they fucking arrest this dude who takes the creepiest photo ever taken. This is, you know, and, and it, the only reason you talk about this is because these are people who say that they're the moral authority. Like, that's right. the only reason why we talk about this. Right. It's like, we're not talking about this because it's just some random dude who's stealing money. Right. This is a leader of an institution who is telling you how to be moral, right. and he's doing things that are that are according to him. Now, I don't care that he's, that he's having sex with a man or a woman or right. I don't care where they're doing whatever. Like, you know, as long as it's parking lot, as long as it's fuck. a consenting adult, I don't care what he has sex with. Right, it doesn't matter to me. Or how many he has sex? Sure, with. he could do, and he could do it literally anywhere, as long as he's not upsetting anybody else, like in the middle of the mall or something. <laughs> <Right>? It's <laughs> like, okay, we got to okay, get out of the okay, daycare. Okay. This is inappropriate. Okay. I want your dick out of my Sabaro pizza. <laughs> I want it out right now. I came to the mall to walk and eat Sabaro, and I don't want to see your cock. Did not order sausage. (laughs) He's like pressing his cock against the Spencer ball electric thing and making it like the plasma balls. He's in front of a big display window, just splarped up against it. You know, like fucking. He's just putting little shirts on it and fucking like that. What's that? What's that gothic store they have? What's that gothic store? Uh, what is it oh, called? Oh, oh, Hot Topic. Hot Topic. Yes. <laughs> it's got like a little cock ring on it. Waving it around, fucking doing fucking dick origami or whatever they call it. The puppetry of the penis shit. You, you know, you can do... Dick origami is better. Dick origami. That's what they should call it. But in any case, they should... You know, they, they he, the guy has a right to bang whoever he wants in the parking lot, whatever. And clearly, it's, you know, public sexual fucking display whatever. or whatever. I but care. I really don't care. It's a fucking van. It's not like anybody's going to be walking up and being like, what's going on in your van? Yeah, right. It's who not cares? a van made of windows. Yeah. And who cares? But, you know, this is a guy who's stealing money. And he clearly is part of a church. And many churches, especially in Tennessee, right? are going to frown on, We're on generalizing LGBT a little here. activity. Right. Now, I don't know if they did. They could have been a very liberal church down there, Dude, although I the, highly doubt it. It's in Tennessee. Yeah. There are no, there are literally no liberals in Tennessee. They get killed immediately at birth. <laughs> like, like if you, those liberals are tender. They fucking minority <laughs> report the liberals yeah. at birth. I do want to say, though, that just as a side note, he was spending the money on dating websites such as online buddies and farmers only. Hmm. And I love... This goes back to the Rule 34, right? Like, man, there's something for everybody. It really is. You know, like there's like a firefighter's calendar and there's a farmer's only, farmers only. sex website. Like, 
that's a real specific thing. It really is. Yeah. That's a real specific thing, that Cecil. Is all about the cornhole. Those <laughs> This is terrific. This is from Hurry Up News or whatever it is. Hurry Up. I don't know. It's from a site. Masturbating men will find their hands pregnant in the afterlife, says Muslim televangelist. Stop doing that. Don't <laughs> clap your hands. You're having an abortion. Oh, Every moment you're doing that. Pregnant, not pregnant. <laughs> pregnant, not pregnant. What is that Macklemore lyric? 10,000 hands, they carry me. Is right, that the there lyric? There you go. There you go. <laughs> 10,000 hands. So... He says he says that a man would meet his masturbating hand, quote, pregnant in the afterlife and asking for its rights. What if you just had really fat hands? <laughs> would you be able to like, I bet your hands would feel really bad if all the other hands are like, what are you pregnant, bro? Be like, I'm just really big fat. boned. <laughs> just big boned hands. That's a rude question. <laughs> and then like your hands are on that show like, I didn't know I was pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> your hands are like. Everybody's hands are like, oh, I didn't know this could happen. Right. We literally had no idea we could get pregnant. Then the hands are like in front of the camera like, well, I was just going to put on gloves like a normal everyday day in the afterlife when all of a sudden I felt some pressure in my index finger. (laughs) What are you talking about? You know, it's interesting that that that's, that's where he goes is that he says that your hands will be pregnant. And that makes me wonder, too, about that pneumatic she- machine in Iran. I wonder if they're pre- performing abortions there in Iran. Oh, with have those the, chopper offer things? Chopper offer things. You know what I mean? Oh. You don't know. Maybe they're just like, maybe they're ahead of their times. That's true. Maybe that's actually a progressive hand chopper offer thing. <laughs> Rather than a you regressive know? right hand chopper offer. <laughs> you know, maybe they're, they're pro-choice. I tend to think most hand chopper offers are regressive. Are a little regressive. A little bit. I'm just, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. Sure. You know? I'm, yeah. I'm, no, I'm not. That's nonsense. It's fucking... <laughs> how can you say this? How can you leave any room at all in your worldview for the idea that you're fucking... That jerking off is going to make your hands pregnant? What is, it, it, Plus, your your who comes into their hand? Your mitts getting. Your, <laughs> I mean, really? Like you don't have an alternative? It may get on your hand, right? But it's not. It's not necessarily in your hand. Like it's not. You're like, I got my hand full again. <laughs> really? Like you didn't plan this out? You didn't know how this was gonna end? You didn't have a fucking contingency plan right, for the you end of a this sock session? or something? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Just there's going to be I think about all the places that fucking semen has been deposited. Are they all going to become impregnated now? Like is it's, it's equally likely that you'll show up in fucking heaven and there'll be fucking a bunch of fucking lonely basement dwellers with pregnant fleshlights. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's the army of tissue children. Right. There's, <laughs> a million, there's like a million people here named Kleenex. It's amazing. <laughs> Look at them all. It's, it's, it's amazing.
great, the sad stories. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah, this story's super fucked up. Uh, this story comes from The Independent, and it is super-duper fucked up. Um, ISIS, jihadi bride, claims forced sex with Yazidi girls is never rape because the Quran condones it. This might be, and, I, and I'm not really, I'm really genuinely not exaggerating, this might be one of the most hate-filled articles I've ever read. Like, the shit that this fucking person says about other human beings yeah. is so beyond the pale in its lack of empathy or compassion or any basic humanism. Yeah. Every fucking thing is wrong with this. You know, years ago, many years ago, mm -hmm. over 100 years ago, Christianity had to deal with the fact that many people in this country were slaves. Right. And they had to deal with the fact that those people were slaves and that it condoned it in the Bible. And there there had to be some cognitive dissonance where you had to think, is this the word of God? What's happening here? What's sure. you know, what what are we gonna what do we think about the word of God if this is something that God condones through large portions of this book? What do we do? How do we how do we contend with this? And sure, some of them dug into the text. And they found anti-slavery things. Right. And other people dug into the text and found pro-slavery things. Yep. And what had to happen is there had to be an abolition movement. And we had to have a fucking war to settle it, right? I think the same thing's going to have to happen. This is not an isolated case. This is not something that just happened once. Yep. This isn't a tiny little bit of – there are a lot of slaves – that are being sold. Look at what ISIS is doing. They're just collecting people and and, and fucking giving them away. Dude, and open slave markets. It's, it's, it's crazy, right? There has to be an abolitionist movement that starts itself in, in the Islamic culture and has to rise itself up and fight this other sect of itself that is saying that slavery is okay. Other cultures have already done this. It's got to be – that's their time now to do this. They have to do this. And nobody else can do it but them. Nobody can stand on the outside because everybody's going to have this stupid fucking like, well, we can't tell them what to say because we're really afraid of telling them what's right and wrong and, you know, it's kind of cultural, right. whatever they want. Their own culture has to be the one to step up and be like, no, 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 we can't do this anymore. And I know that – I'm sure there are many, many – I'm sure most – Muslims in the world. I would think so. Are like, this is a bad call. But there has to be an absolute abolitionist movement that needs to sprout up and say, no, this this cannot happen. We cannot do this. It needs to fight it tooth and nail however they can. Yeah, I I, I totally agree. You know, you read this article and this this woman who's a jihadi bride. So she is she is on the side. She is pro ISIS. She is, you know, and she's talking about you know, the righteousness of slavery, mm -hmm. the righteousness of taking women and stripping them naked and assigning them value based on their fucking appearance and saying, you know, it's better that we use women stolen from their homes and sold or given away in like open fucking slave markets in 2015. And she's saying this is better than fucking using a Western prostitute because that's sinful, which is fucking utterly insane. But the very idea that any culture or any religious practice at all, and she specifically cites religious practice as her justification for the slave markets, very expressly and explicitly, the idea that in 2015 anybody could look and say a slave market is a moral good, a slave market is uh, uh, treating other people um, like property treating other people like this is is has any relationship to an ethical position that we should defend 
it is so indefensible, it's so fucking outrageously beyond the pale that there's simply no way to stand back and have this kind of intellectual leftist detachment that allows us to say, like, well, you know, we really should examine the cult, you know, the the practice of slave markets, specifically with regard to sex slaves, and uh, evaluate this as a cultural practice. Fuck you. You you don't evaluate this at all. You say slave markets. How soon can we shut it down? Yeah. What it, what there's there's no way to look at this in any way and say that there's a moral good here. No. There's no way to look at it. It's I not, don't care how you cut it. You right. cannot make this a moral good. I don't, and I don't care what kind of apologist speak you speak. You cannot do it. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Well, I'm just going to let you read this because this is a Daily Mail. Daily Mail is so. this fucking, fucking headline that's seven lines long and four bullet points. So Daily Mail. Mother sobs as she is. Bu- I can't believe I got to read all this. Mother sobs as she is bullied into signing court agreement, allowing her four year old son's circumcision after spending week in jail for kidnapping him in bid to stop surgery. Headline. Subheading. Heather Hieronymus sobbed as she signed paperwork giving approval for the surgery for her four year old, then recoiled in horror at the Florida court. Attorneys for both Hieronymus and the boy's father, Dennis Nebus, declined to comment. At multiple court hearings, judges sided with the father, but potential surgeons backed out after failing to get the mother's consent. Fuck. Hieronymus went missing with son in February, but was arrested last week. That's shitty, though. It is shitty. You know, that's shitty. She was told she would be jailed indefinitely unless she agreed to surgery. What's that really agreeing to something if somebody holds it over your head like... Go to jail unless you agree. Yeah. Uh, I guess I'll agree to it. I mean, coerced, I mean, in a way. But let's talk about circumcision. Yeah. Because many people, this kind of blew up on our Facebook page. There was tons of people who were like pro-circumcision. I guess that there's still a camp of people out there that are pro-circumcision. You are cutting off a perfectly fine piece of the penis, right? right. <laughs> and it turns out a quite, a quite large piece of the penis. Yeah, there's some, um, there was an interesting – somebody posted like a like a nine myths that you probably yeah. believe about circumcision from psychology today. And one of them was like, oh, it's just a flap of skin. And it was like, it's actually about 50% of the skin. It was a lot of the skin. Like, it's it was a lot a, of skin, lot. man. I didn't so know that. It, it was a lot. And you know the thing is, is you're cutting off a significant portion of the penis – Specifically, um, you know, the, the reason why people, I think, are for it is that, like, there's, like, some some studies that show, like, it's easier to get an STD or something like that. Yeah. But who cares about that? And, like, if you properly wrap your cock, as someone pointed out on the Facebook page, right. you have nothing to worry about. So the idea that you're going you're gonna to say, well, this is a thing, it's like, no – you know what? STDs happen when you're fucking unprotected, whether you have a circumcision or not. Yeah, maybe you have a higher higher rate to get it with an uncircumcised penis, but who cares? You're still doing something that is highly fucking that has a chance of being highly contagious, right? You're still doing a thing that can result in it, or you can do a thing that results in it almost never, right? What, what's your choice? And isn't that isn't that and, isn't and, and whether you're a circumcised penis or not, you're still using a mechanical thing to stop it. It's not like it's not like the uncircumcised penis has some other way in which to get around it. It doesn't. Right. And aren't you basically arguing then that you're saying like, well, because this is then an argument between education and circumcision, right? Because you're saying like, well, on the one side, we could 
tell people to put a fucking condom on their dick because you need one whether you're circumcised or not circumcised, yeah. right? So you need to put a fucking condom on your dick if you're going to engage in, in, in sex uh, and you don't want to you know, deal with the consequences of sexual activity. So here, put a condom on it. Okay. That's an educational issue. On the other hand, we could also just cut off part of your dick, and then maybe that'll have a slightly reduced sure. chance of yeah. you getting know, a thing. Getting a thing. It's like, well, fucking, I'll take the education, please. Yeah. There's been studies that show that it's it, it, it has a lot of feeling, that there's a lot of feeling that's lost once you... I don't have it, so I don't know, right? Right, and I'm I, circumcised and, as well. and, 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 Tom, you, were, you said something interesting this week. The only person who would really, I think, be able to tell is someone who has grown up with it, Right. And then had it removed as an adult, then they right. would be able to say, well, yeah. there was more sexual activity or not, or more sexual sensitivity or not, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know. Here's the thing. I didn't want to lose it. I didn't consent to it. My fucking dad and mom did it to all three of us. Fucking all three of us got snipped. That's just what happened. But when I, when I was born, everybody, there's, it was, the, it was the rare occasion that someone wasn't. It was right. everybody. Yeah. Just Same here. It. Everybody it was, just, was, it was just, right. you know, America's just a land of uncircumcised cock. That's what our, our circumcised cock. That's what it was. It's not that it, it's not that it was really even up to the parents. They just said, you're going to circumcise it. And everybody was, everybody's yeah, doing right. it. Yeah. Okay. So you do it. So I was circumcised. Um, everybody I know was circumcised. I went through a, I, you know, I was in a, I remember as a, as a child in junior high, everybody was, every, circumcised. there was one kid who didn't, was uncircumcised. There's one kid. There's, right. and there's always one kid, there's one right? Kid there's always my, one kid, right. but he had the biggest dick out of all of them. <laughs> yeah, fucking like, that's because they didn't cut pieces of it off. Motherfucker at, at fucking seventh grade, motherfucker had a baby arm down there. <laughs> thing was fucking, looked like a fucking elephant. It was a fucking trunk, big swinging dick between his legs. He's the nerdiest motherfucker in our class. Biggest cock of all. <laughs> Goddamn big old knock up in that pig. He probably employs half the people I know. in junior high. Yeah, no kidding. And he taps his giant dick on their <laughs> face every morning. But no, the 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 thing is, is like like people were saying, what's the big deal? It's just a tiny piece of skin. It's not like you're losing an arm, somebody said. It, what's the big deal? And the big deal is, is that you wouldn't do anything else to harm your child. Why would you choose to do this one particular thing? Yeah, there's nothing. That, and that's, and that's kind of how I land on it. It's like I've got two boys, and I can't imagine being like, well, she just cut something off them. Yeah. And they'd be like, well, what is it? What, why? Well, I don't know. It just, I mean, it'll, it'll look, I, I would never, I would never consent to a cosmetic surgery. Yeah. You know, of, of, you know, I guess I say that, but like, you know, I would consent to something like a, you know, cleft palate. Uh, sure. You know, but that's. Or that's, like if he had like a fucking, like, like part of his face was fucked sure. up or something, a big birthmark or something but, you wanted to get rid of. But the point is like the penis is not, it's like a natural uncircumcised penis is not a. An, an aberration that's going to make it difficult for him no. to blend in socially. There's or, nothing wrong with it, right? It's a, it's just, it's just like that's what a dick actually looks like. Yeah, that's the shape of a fucking. That's what cock looks like. Yeah, and then all of a sudden we're just like, well, what? I mean, it'd be the same if, if the doctor was like, are you going to cut off his fucking earlobes? Like, no, I'm going to leave his fucking earlobes alone. Yeah. Well, what about if we just cut off his earlobes? He'll have a he'll have a 5% chance of getting it less, getting an inter- ear infection of, or something. Of less, he'll get less, inter- yeah. you know, maybe he'll get less ear infection. They'll be like, well, I'll just fucking take that risk and not cut off his well, fucking earlobes. Well, you said the other lobes. day, and I thought this was a good, this was a good analogy. You said, well, what if, what if, what if it just so happened a religious text said you had to pull your child's toenail out? Right. And it's like, you could do it under anesthetic yep. and they could pull the child's toenail out. But would you do that? Would you would you consent yeah. to something like that if a religious text happened to say it? 
No, you wouldn't consent to it. And the only reason there's even studies to say that this is better or not is because the religious text says to do yeah, it. Because we even bothered it. Because somebody it's, invented this Yeah, weird because somebody thing. fucking invented it. Right? Somebody wrote this shit down, and that's why we even have the test for it. We wouldn't have the test for it if there wasn't a fucking, a fucking reason back before we had showers <laughs> that you wouldn't fucking have a – that you'd cut your part of your cock off. Right. It's such a strange – thing to accept the idea that we would just be like, oh, well, we're just going to, you know, ritually slice off a piece sure. of penis. And, you know, it's funny that you say that, like, under anesthesia, because, you know, in many cases... No, it's not. It's just like, they just take a baby and just fuck, and they just yeah. fucking snip that calamari ring right off. And then they... That's it. That's it. And it's just like, I wouldn't... I would never take a knife to my baby. Well, and then and then, I have a baby. There's nothing that could convince me to take a knife to it. Even her. if they pulled out the toenail under anesthetic, it's still going to hurt for a while. Right. The same thing with the cock. It's still going to hurt for it's, a while. There's this, and there used to be this idea that like, oh, babies can't feel pain, or like they used to really believe that. No, you could shake them. I, I, <laughs> no, this is true. No, Tom, you're laughing, but this is true. If you shake them, they feel no pain. If you shake them enough, yeah, you got to shake <laughs> them. Just, you, really you really got to be vigorous. You got to be vigorous about gotta it. You got to really, got, yeah, you gotta shake them like you mean it yeah no and then they don't feel anything ever again well, at least they don't complain out. about yeah, it yeah no yeah, yeah that once they start giving you that fucking yeah. you know three thousand mile it's stare like a fucking there was like a fucking billboard or something like never ever ever shake a baby it's like don't tell me what to do <laughs> i will do what i want <laughs> i will fucking spend seventy thousand dollars on fucking farmers got farmers or whatever <laughs> and i will farmers. shake a fucking baby <laughs> don't tell me what to do it's none of your business <laughs> So we're back with Bryce from Naked Mormonism. Bryce, uh, if people never heard your show, uh, tell them a little bit about your show and a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so um, my show is all about just the history of the LDS Church from an ex-Mormon atheist perspective. So, like, episode one, I pretty much start off with an introduction to Joseph Smith, and then it kind of, like, roughly follows a timeline in sort of chronological order from there on. Um, I try and rely heavily on quotes from people that were there at the time, and then I add like little bits and pieces of my own speculation when it you know when it seems appropriate. So like last episode, which was episode seventeen, um, was all about the significant people coming together to write the Book of Mormon, and then the next episode talks about the eleven witnesses of the magic gold plates, which none of that means shit to you guys. You've made abundantly clear. Well, no, I mean I know about the plates. <laughs> I know about the plates. Right, the the gold plates. Yeah, of the, the golden plates. Yeah, written in uh, reformed Egyptian, which isn't an actual fucking thing. Yeah, but you needed spectacles to read them, right? Like special glasses. Yeah, Wait, yeah. See, so that's ridiculous. How is a speculum going to help you read? <laughs> <laughs> Outrageous, sir. <laughs> Outrageous. Uh, uh, Seculum can help out a lot in a lot of different ways, Tom. <laughs> I mean, you'll get a better view, but I don't know if it's going to help you read. You see, Joseph Smith had to use these spectacles, but then before he read it at any time, he had to say, like, Speculum Patronum, and then it could work. <laughs> 
I love all these Harry Potter jokes because they're not for Cecil. I, I, I didn't, was that a Harry Potter joke? I totally missed it. That's awesome. Oh, I didn't even That's know. That's awesome. Everything about this That's is awesome. That's great. So, okay, so so why did you start the podcast? And, and we know what it's about. Why did you start it? Uh, well, honestly, I was um, I started debating my Christian buddy about Mormonism being Christianity, and he's like, no, dude, you're fucking wrong. And I'm like, dude, Jesus Christ is in the name of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And, I'm like, and he's like, no, dude, they're not Christian, and he's a Christian, right? So I'm like, all right, I got I to gotta prove this asshole wrong. So I went and started doing research, and I, it turned out he was this right. This is your buddy, the asshole, right? He yeah, was right? Clear. Wait, it's not Christian? No, like not well. They don't believe in most of like the Christian shit. Like it's uh, well, they're a Christian sect in the, much the way that any other Christian sect is that they kind of repackage the Bible in like in their own way and interpret it and shit. And you know, well, Joseph's- this is interesting to me because this is different than I thought. I thought they were the Bible plus one. But you're saying that's not the case? No, that they're, is the case. they're the Book of Mormon exclusively, plus sort of the Bible, but not really. Oh. Okay, that's different than I thought. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, so they actually have uh, four books of canon, right? So they start off with the Book of Mormon, and then the King James Bible, and they put the caveat on as far as it's translated correctly, which is doesn't mean anything. I have no idea what that means, right? And then they have the Pearl of Great Price, and then the Doctrine and Covenants. So actually, now, that's... how much is the actual pearl? The pearl of great price isn't that the clitoris? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the man in the boat. Oh. <laughs> so oh, yeah, shit. like, um, I, like I don't know if you guys follow David Michael's show, My Book of Mormon. No, I never heard. Never of it. heard. Of Wait, him. hold Who's on. That? What is called My Book of Mormon? Yeah, it's this horrible David show Michael. where this this dude with some like seducive voice tries to read the Book of Mormon and adds his own funny shit. It's really not that funny. It's probably but not. I don't funny, know the no. guy, but he sounds like a huge dude. Yeah, he sounds like a dick. <laughs> I mean, he sounds like a douche. giant dick. Yeah, and I saw a, a photo of him. He's just a fucking thumb. There's no <laughs> hair on that entire man. <laughs> Oh, oh no. Like somebody so, drew a face on a baby's penis. <laughs> Was it circumcised? <laughs> uh, he's it just but only after court order. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's just a peach colored balloon with a face drawn on it standing in a polo. <laughs> uh so, yeah, he just finished up the Book of Mormon, and he's going to read the Pearl of Great Price, which is like this little tiny fucking squeak book that has like the Book of Moses and a bunch of weird, weird shit from Joseph in it. And then after that, he's going to read the Doctrine and Covenants, which is just like a bullet point list of how like Joseph's told everybody that he's going to run his church, which is really, and really... And basically just like, say, I'm going to sleep with your wife. Next <laughs> bullet point, I'm probably going to sleep with your wife, too. <laughs> Next bullet point, your wife, hey, look around, probably sleeping with her. What's that? And, you read all these before? No. I, I, I read the Book of Mormon a long-ass time ago, but I've never read the Pearl of Great Price or Doctrine and Covenants. So like, I, I, were you cover. a good Mormon before you left? No. I, I left when I was like 16 when I got really bored with the church and got my driver's license. Oh. <laughs> so you were a terrible well, Mormon your whole life. Oh, were you like on yeah. the Mormon rumspringa or what? <laughs> <laughs> that was he's a- like he's like doing heroin in Utah. 
<laughs> no, not heroin. It's all, no, it's no. All, it's all fun and games until methamphetamines and mobile homes. <laughs> <laughs> He's like asking people if he can use their Wi-Fi. He's like, <laughs> My horse doesn't have. <laughs> oh god! We hate the Amish on this show, Bryce. I, mean, I really, really I know. Hate I, I can oh, tell. We cannot stand the Amish. Fucking Amish! God you guys damn. have like an Amish-like sect, though. The FLDS—they wear bonnets. Like when you guys fight, is it like shirts versus bonnets? Is that how you guys decide? <laughs> Uh, it's like guns versus spears and swords. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'll choose guns. Actually, Every time. Like, if I can be on the side of guns, <laughs> because I'm I'm not a history major, but that's always turned out in favor of the gun. <laughs> <laughs> Except when grenades are involved. But no, the FLDS is just they're they're called the fundamentalist LDS sect. So they believe like super super hardcore in Joseph Smith's teachings, whereas the church that moved out to Salt Lake City with Brigham Young after Joseph Smith like died in the gunfight in Illinois, um, they moved out with Brigham Young, and that's what the current like big Mormon church is that everybody else knows. But the fundamental LDS church, they're like – they're the polygamist sect that believe like super hardcore in all of the Mormon doctrine, whereas the current Mormons are like out of Salt Lake are like, yeah, there's some stuff in there we really don't want to talk about. The FLDS, they're the fundamentalists, right? Yeah. So you have – when you get to be a certain age, you go out to like travel places and convert people to Mormonism. Do they go out and like like – I don't know, like plant an IED somewhere. Is that their thing that they have to go out and do? <laughs> they plant Book of Mormons in Marriott hotels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so wait a minute. On the on the show Sister Wives, which I have seen, they don't they're not fucking bonnet wearing crazies, but they're also polygamists. Well, I don't So I, are they Fuldas or Lildas? Like, are they FLDS or LDS? <laughs> they're, I think they're the fundies, but I don't know. I've never watched the show. I, I only remember my first time seeing a fundamental like LDS church. I was in Moab with my parents, and I, we were at a Moab gas station. A place. At, uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's not a real place. There's just, it's not, Cecil. Fuck, He's just making shit That's up like a Harry Potter point. place. <laughs> <laughs> it's filled with nothing but lizards and rattlesnakes. God. Fuck, yeah. So I remember being at this gas station and seeing, like, two massive white Ford passenger vans pull up to the gas pump, and tons of, tons of kids that were my age piled out of these vans, and they were all dressed in these weird clothes, and I'm like, Mom, Dad, what what's going on with those people? Like, what? It's not Sunday. Why are they dressed in church clothes? And they were like, well, son... They believe in the same church that we believe in. They just think that some of the things we believe in aren't actually real. I'm like, uh, the fuck you say? How how can they follow the same prophet and the same God and believe in different shit and have tons and tons of kids and lots of, like, wives all from this one dude? I Like, being the six-year-old that I was, I was like, this is fucking weird. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think it's the fact that you were six. <laughs> did you, right? Did you go out on your, like, Mormon missionary trip? No, no, I left before that. That happens when you turn 18, and I I mean, I have a lot of friends that went, but I never went. 
Uh, do you, are, did your family really get pissed off when you left the church? Uh, yeah. I mean, I I talk to my parents still, but I I don't I don't really talk to anybody else in my family. So the rest of them are just do they shun in the Mormon church? Is that or do they disfellowship or anything like that? Are they? Yeah, but it's not as like formal as oh, it's like an the informal Jehovah's shun. Witnesses. Oh, yeah, that's good. yeah. I mean, well, it's you know not not on the books or anything. <laughs> they don't have paperwork. But okay. Yeah, no, exactly. And it's it's kind of just like whenever I go and like if I ever see like my grandma ever, if she's ever at my parents' house when I'm there, she'll just say, Well, you know, Bryce, it's never too late to go on your mission. Grandma, I'm twenty four. That ship <laughs> sailed. <laughs> but yeah, so like that was I mean, I've gone through my little rum springa and I I never like kinda came back into the fold after mine. Now, now, after you left, has there been any other backlash from, like, particularly from, like, having a podcast about it? Um, actually, there really hasn't been. I I kind of got into a conversation with my parents about a, uh, one of the last times that I was visiting with them. And it was just, it was, like, two or three hours before I was going to leave to head back home. And I, like, I said, hey, I'm planning on coming out to Utah, you know, in a little while, just hang out with somebody, and I was too ambiguous, right? So, like, parents do, they just kind of po- poked and prodded a little bit more, and eventually I got to the point where I was like, well, okay, um, I kind of started this podcast, and I'm going out to meet one of my listeners, and I just, like, saw my dad's head drop, right, and the blood just drained from his face, and my mom was like oblivious, like, "Oh, what's a podcast?" <laughs> <laughs> but my dad had dad, been, been like, dad, "Well, mom, it's an anal sex." Yeah, I was going to say your dad <laughs> thought you were gay. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he would prefer that I'm an atheist. Wow. <laughs> right. So um, my dad, like, his head just hung down, and he said, "I was hoping you wouldn't bring that up because I didn't want your mom to listen." He, a few days before, had been Googling the Blankenagle name, and my show, of course, popped up everywhere, and he listened to a couple of episodes, one of which I was really, really, really harsh against Joseph Smith for, and, like, I just calling it straight out, like, Joseph started this cult because he wanted to fuck little girls. Simple as that. So, uh, the truth will out. You know, right? No, it's exactly true. You can't deny that fact. And like his youngest wife, I found out his youngest wife was born, like while he was authoring the Book of Mormon when he was twenty-four years old. It's kind of hot. You gotta admit, a little (laughs) hot. And you want to know his catchphrase (laughs) to do that shit? Wait, he had a catchphrase? Yeah, yeah. He he said it around the water cooler. Uh, he pulled her out of her baby stroller, <laughs> set oh, her no. up on her daddy's knee, and said, "No, okay." He said, "An angel appeared over my bed when I was asleep last night with a sword, and said that if I don't marry you, then he's going to kill both of us." Wow! Yeah, it's an amazing catchphrase. I have yet to try it in any bar setting, but I'm kind of thinking that it might just work for me. I, I'll tell you what, when it works. It's a fucking killer. <laughs> right? <laughs> but then I'm committed. So what if she turns out to be weird and I'm like, oh, fuck, now this angel's got to kill us or i got to figure something out. Right. Right. So, yeah, I mean, like, we just kind of went into this, like, two-hour conversation about, like, Mormon history. And it was, uh, like, 
I don't know, it was uh, kind of liberating to talk to him about it and like come out openly as an atheist to him, but it was still like it was really, really challenging talking to him about something so deep that they were unprepared for. Because it was like, it was just this nice Sunday morning, we were all sitting around having bacon and eggs, and I was like, yeah, I think your God and Joseph Smith are fucking stupid, I'm sorry. Wow. And that was it. Now, tell me more about the bacon. <laughs> <laughs> it's much more interesting. So, so Bryce, if people were going to find your show, where would they look? They would look on all of the usual podcast aggregators, iTunes, Stitcher, for Naked Mormonism podcast. Um, if anybody's you know brave enough to dive balls deep into the real Mormon history from the perspective of the people that were there, that's where they can find me. Or they can look on Facebook and Twitter page uh, for Naked Mormonism, at Naked Mormonism. And I actually have – there's actually somebody that runs that page for me that goes by the page name of Demonista. And she she posts way more stuff than I can ever talk about in the podcast. So if you're really, really wanting to dive in deep, that's where you go, Facebook and Twitter page. So David Michael and I um, are teaming up to read the Doctrine and Covenants as co-hosts on the My Book of Mormon podcast. So he's going to read the Doctrine and Covenants, and I'm going to give the history that's talking about the bullet points and who the revelation are given to and it's going to be a good fucking awesome boring time i hope anybody's interested in checking it out we'll plug that too when, when you get the links and stuff set up we'll, we'll put it on this episode show notes this is episode 229 awesome bryce thanks it was a blast to have you on thanks for joining us tonight yeah man this was great thanks so much and thanks for putting up with our stupid fucking questions <laughs> thanks for putting up with my stupid fucking answers <laughs> <laughs> So we want to thank our most current patrons, the ones who just most recently donated. Patrick, Nathaniel, Doug, Brian, Shane, Ron, Christy, Brandon, Michael, Matt, Noel, Greg. Oh, my God. What is that? Boomkoth. Oh, my gosh. That is a mouthful. Camp. Boomkoth. <laughs> I can't even. I can't even. I can't even that. It's too late for that. David, Sarah, Bell, James, David. Uh, this is David K. this time. Jeff. Tanya, Stephen, Joe, Mason, Trevor, Tracy, and Nicole S. Thank you all so much. I mean, it's just been a groundswell of patrons. We really appreciate the support. We're actually going to be using a lot of the money this month, this particular month, to support Don. Don is driving cross-country for the Statesboro uh, Food Bank, bank. Mm -hmm. and we're excited to give them, if people go and donate enough money, we're going to be winding up giving two thousand dollars to this food bank but at this point we're still almost a thousand dollars away from reaching that goal if we can get a thousand dollars worth of donations more for the statesboro food bank and if you go to our website dissonancepod.com and go to episode 229 you can find the link to this particular food bank um and the the kickstarter for this you can find uh that and donate and if you donate you're doubling your money because we're going to wind up donating $2,000 if he can reach the goal of $2,500. So we're really hoping that people can donate. Um, we'd love to see this food bank you know, get all the money that it needs so it can function. At this point, um, they're in the hole every month. They, right. have, they just don't have enough money to function. So they're in the hole every month. And if we get this, we can get just us alone. If you mm -hmm. guys donate, we're it's going to be great. Because we can get it to a five extra months. So if you donate enough, you'll get five extra months out of this food bank. 
yeah. just from us donating. And then all of your donations, it'll probably be up to 10 months at that point. Right. I was going to say, it's we're talking about funding this food bank for almost a year in yeah. terms of uh, cutting their shortfall. They have a shortfall every month of about $400. He's raised twenty five hundred. We're going to kick in two thousand. We're at forty five hundred at that point. It's three hundred dollars shy of really covering a full year of the shortfall from a food bank for a county in Georgia that desperately needs the help. Yeah, absolutely. So it would be wonderful to have people go to our website dissonancepod.com, find the link uh, to Don's uh, charity drive, and donate to that so that we can reach that twenty five hundred dollar limit. And Cecil and I can kick in our money, which is only possible. Because we have patrons. Because we have patrons. Because if we didn't have you guys, if we didn't have patrons supporting the show, we wouldn't be able to do these things. We wouldn't be able to find charities like this that we feel are really worthwhile. And really, I mean, like the nice thing about this is this is like a ground level charity. Yeah. Like this is really like the the essence of a grassroots charity. And so it's it's really kind of a fun thing to be involved in. We uh, also wanted to talk a little bit about Kickstarters in specific. We had a lot of requests and recently and GoFundMes, yeah. Kickstarters, GoFundMes, where people are asking for uh, family members, for people who need uh, specific things, people a lot of jobs and things like that. And Tom and I uh, made it a policy a while back to uh, to not uh, mention specific individuals um, yeah. this way because we just can't be fair about it. And we get, I would say, maybe around uh, five to ten requests a week. Uh, of people asking for GoFundMe uh, support, and we just don't have enough show time to handle it. If you want to post it to our Facebook page, you're more than welcome to post it. Yeah, we won't it. take that kind we're of We're not going to take it down. Right. You can post it to our Facebook page. It's We're, we're more than uh, welcome. Uh, it's more than welcome there. Um, if you want, you can post it in a comment on our blog, uh, but it's just not something that we can help promote. Uh, if you want to try to promote it through the channels uh, that are available to you, like I say, there's we have nine thousand people right now on our Facebook page. If that's you know, if you want to try to get in front of some of those eyes, you're more than welcome to. Uh, we're not going to take it down, but uh, but we can't mention each one. We just don't have enough time on the show each show right. to mention each one. So and we you know, apologize ahead of time that if we can't get to your Kickstarter, we would love to. Um, and and but we just we just don't have enough time to do it. Yeah, we have to be careful about about not diluting our our charitable giving because we want to do things that are really impactful. And the only way that we can do that is by, you know, focusing a couple of times a year on things that really are um, that, that we can make a strong impact on. All right. So we wanted to start out with a message from the Soviets. Uh, Tom, I, I think, you know, we, we really might have fucked up this last time. When we talked about ye old AMC gremlin. <laughs> so he says, so it took your shit when talking shit about my shitty state of Texas. I even withstood your abuse in my home state of Indiana. I thought I could stand it, but I can't stand it no more. <laughs> Why would you spout such vitriolic speech about the AMC gremlin? It's a mute. It's a car. <laughs> And it serves the function of transportation from point A to point B 20% of most of the time. <laughs> I think that's great. You guys should refrain from offending so many people, and good luck with that shit. Anyway, the point of this email is to say, fuck Nebraska. Yeah. And Croatia. Yeah, fuck Croatia, too. Yeah, it's a place. Fucking Croatians. That's terrific. <laughs> and Cecil, I'm a socialist and atheist from Indiana and Texas, and I say both. <laughs> I, love I like it. how he spelled it, too. I know. He put the L Both. in there. That's Both. great. 
So, yeah, that's awesome. It's got a fucking L in it. Both. It's silent, invisible L. Both. It's actually a non-silent, invisible L. It's a L. non-silent, invisible L. I like that. Both. Both. I can't imagine saying both. Oh, how many of them do you have? I have both of them. I have both of them. Both of them. Both. <laughs> sound like such a pretentious dick bag when I say both. Both. I have to take my vitamins. Which ones? <laughs> both of them. <laughs> So we I'm got, going to QED. We got a message from General JD, and he said, uh, he, he said, incest in Pennsylvania is his title, Tom. He says, never thought I'd title an email like that. <laughs> you liar. It's like every you letter liar. he sends home. I was going to say, uh, it's like, that's dear. Hey, Grandma. Dear Dad, <laughs> please get off sister. <laughs> uh, As a true boo. Proud man from PA, I can say that while I'm not the product of incest, so you know, I might be the exception to the rule. Growing up across the river from the Amish communities in Lancaster, PA, I would always hear stories about the genetic defects that some of them had. So weird. What? I fucking hate the Amish. I always assumed. <laughs> no, Tom, they hate themselves. They, well, they don't hate themselves. Yeah. They fucking love they themselves. They fucking love themselves. Yeah. Love them so much and so often. <laughs> I always assumed they were like the banjo kid from Deliverance. And to be honest, I've sadly never confirmed or denied that mental predisposition. What I found in my research, though, is that the Amish exhibit certain genetic diseases. Yeah, called being Amish. (laughs) (laughs) It's a mental illness. (laughs) Uncommon in other populations due to inbreeding. These include Ellis Van Creveld syndrome, a type of dwarvism. Dwarfism, and I shit you not, maple syrup urine disease. Wow. What? That's actually combined with uh, pancake tits, and then you're sort of perfect. Oh, shit. It's pretty late, dude. It's pretty late. Uh, you don't want to get the waffle balls. That's, a, that's another thing you don't want to do. That's just uh. it's a little water play. It's fine. It's delicious. Oh, God. Oh. Um, uh, not bad. You know, I'll be honest. If somebody pissed on me and it smelled like maple syrup, I'd be like, all right, I dipped my sandwich in it. <laughs> You'd be like, who am I kidding? It's a Monte Cristo now, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, man. These are just two of several, some of which are isolated only to the Amish community. I find that unsurprising, totally unsurprising. <laughs> this is a community that doesn't believe in zippers. They certainly don't believe in condoms. <laughs> no, no. Oh, my God. One other thing. We also have two horses on our flag, which obviously promotes bestiality. 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 It's not bestiality. Goodiality. There should it's be an bestiality. A be... <laughs> Fucking grinds me. It's both. <laughs> both. <laughs> Yeah, the best part is if you mispronounce it, you totally get emails from people who are like really particular about the way you pronounce bestiality. I know. Yeah, they're really ex- insensitive about that. Yeah. It's like the people with albinism. <laughs> people with bestialityism. <laughs> bestialityism. So we got a message from Jake, who's going to be on very soon. In the next couple of weeks, we're going to have Jake on yeah. the show. Um, and, uh, and we got a message from him and he's going to have Peter Bogosian is going to be down, uh, in the land down under and, uh, and he's promoting an event down there. He is. He's got the, uh, how do you know? It's Thursday, July 2nd. Um, and that's at the Quat Gardens Point. (laughs) 
That's what it says. It's Q-U-T. Q-U-T. Quat. 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 <laughs> Garden Point. So late. <laughs> it's put on by the Brisbane. The Brisbane. Skeptic Society yeah. in association with City Bible Forum and the Rationalist Society of Australia. Congratulations, Brisbanes. We hope that your gusion <laughs> seminar goes well. Tell Pete we said hi. <laughs> He hated us when he was on our show. So no, I think he, I think he liked us because we had read his book. No, but he was kind. Of, he, I don't think he liked us at the end. <laughs> well, I recall, likes us at the end. As I recall, he was fine with us when he knew we read the book, and then after that, he didn't like us anymore. That is proto. That's pretty typical. That's pretty typical. Yeah. yeah, like it, no. it, we start off strong and disappoint <laughs> in the finish. Pretty much all the time. And really, the finish is usually not yeah. too far from the beginning. So. We got a message. This is from Dirty Danny, and Danny says. She it says a lot of things, but then specifically sent a video of priests fighting, which is fun. You got to watch it. It's like a fucking battle royal, too, which I really liked. I thought it was right, great. It was just like mad people just like yeah. getting in it. Yeah. But uh, one of the things that I wanted to mention about this email, <laughs> which I thought was awesome, was, well, I have to stop procrastinating. Procrastinating is the greatest and word. And get back to my chemistry work. Procrastinating is seriously the greatest fucking Smash up word I've ever heard. It's it it says it all. God, it's it amazing. It well done, Danny. Yeah, because that is that is like forty percent of your homework time. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's like oh, I'm gonna do homework from like three to five. Uh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> we get a message from Lindsay who clearly has no palate. Lindsay says, "I'm a listener in Ontario. My fucking Apologies. sympathies." Uh, really got episode, a tune in the moose to get the- <laughs> stick your head up a moose. Uh, in episode two twenty eight, you said Canadian whiskey, and uh, you brought up Canadian whiskeys and beer stores. On whiskey, American whiskey is paint stripper with no flavor, only fit to mix. That is outrageous. If you drink Blanton's bourbon and you think that's only fit to mix, you've you have no idea what whiskey tastes like. Uh, like you really, you really, you seriously have no palate. Right. You might as well just fucking. For the rest of your life, eat fucking urinal cakes. <laughs> like, that's what you should spend your time on. Eating urinal cakes and fucking paint thinner. Because who cares? The urinal cakes should be worse. They should be frosted with Canadian yeah. whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> and Canadian whiskey, like, like, okay, so like Crown Royal. Like, you can, I, dude, I've I had can Crown drink Royal Crown Royal Special Reserve. It's, it's, it's okay. It's fine, I guess, if you put it in a Coke. It's okay, but it's, I mean, it really is a mixer. Like, that's it's a, it's a yeah. mixer. Like, yeah. it's not very good whiskey. But if you're drinking, a, I, I contend strongly. Blanton's, I mean, Basil Hayden's, Booker's, sure. Baker's, Knob Creek, Knob any Creek's from that very into, good. I yeah, mean, any from whole the area, Buffalo yeah. Trace Distillery. Yeah, like it's they're all good. They're excellent whiskeys. Yeah, very good. Excellent whiskeys. And, I, and American whiskey. America. And I think I think Scottish whiskeys are very good. But also, Scotch whiskeys necessarily that aren't from Scotland are sometimes are very good. There's some Japanese Scottish whiskeys. Right. That are very, very good. Um... You know, there's there's plenty. I think there's plenty of whiskeys from all around the world that are that are solid. It's Except just, Canada. It's just Canada doesn't have any. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Canada. But they could potentially import one. Sure. Yeah. I guess they could probably. You know, here's what you do: go down and buy a real bottle of whiskey. Right. From Kentucky. Yeah. That's the only thing they're good at. So <laughs> it's literally, yeah. the, that's it. I mean, the, your Canada's good at nothing. Yeah. So you can learn something from <laughs> Kentucky. One thing from you Kentucky. can learn from Kentucky. Oh no. That tells you how backward your fucking country is. Oh, no. And we also got emails from people that were uh, pissy about the beer comments that we made. Uh, They said American beer sucks. (laughs) (laughs) This is aggressive. You know, like the thing is, is America fucking fuck nuts everything up. 
Beer? Beer we do not fuck no, up. No, 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 no. I will I will say this, like American craft beer is the best is in the world. The best it is outrageously good. It's the good. best in the world. Outrageously. What are you going to have a Fosters? Like are you fucking <laughs> kidding me? That is an outrageous yeah. statement and everybody in Canada is wrong yeah. at the same time. That's because time. they're all wearing fucking mooses' hats. <laughs> they all have their heads so far up a moose's ass. They have no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> So we want to play a clip here. This is uh, this is what from Futurama. Yes. Calling all scientists! Calling all scientists! Be advised, there will be a worldwide conference on global warming in Kyoto, Japan. I've got a degree in homeopathic medicine. You've got a degree in baloney. <laughs> <laughs> That was awesome. That's terrific. Thanks uh, so much that was, for that. Was that. From Adrian. That's, Thank you. That's awesome. <laughs> Just spray some. What the fuck, Tom? This fucking message from Shane. There's a fucking playing on your phone porn diddling thing, dude. This is super weird. So we joked about this, like 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 chicks that are bored porn, and man, it's there. It's called it's a Reddit like for bored and ignored porn. Like this is a thing. Like this is a whole fetish thing, man. Well, you know, I think the only way you have a fetish to be ignored is if fucking every time you have sex, chicks are so into you. And I would this would not. This isn't this a fetish is, of mine. Yeah, I'm just right? like. I would like someone to pay attention to me while I'm having sex with them. I, I checked this website out. I'm not going to lie. I took a look at sure. it. And I thought, like, this just looks like sex. <laughs> 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 like, total lack of interest. Uh, you know, thinking about awesome. those things. Just waiting for it to be over. <laughs> we got a message about breastfeeding. Um, a long message about breastfeeding, Tom. Um I have something to say about this, but do you have anything you wanted to mention? Yeah, I just thought this was super fucked up. So um, this is a message from uh, Rachel, and she says that um, we mentioned a mom in our last episode who was watering down her breast milk, um, and we, we weren't critical of the mom for watering down the breast milk necessarily, so much as the advice she was given. She says this actually isn't uncommon, and the rules for breastfeeding moms on public assistance are pretty ridiculous. If you accept the funding for formula for your baby, you aren't allowed to breastfeed. That's amazing. If you tell your OB that you're going to breastfeed, then you're banned from getting public assistance to help pay for supplemental formula. Um, and I read that. I had no idea. That is outrageous. That is outrageous. The cost of formula is so fucking unbelievably egregious. The cost, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's like the cost for formula is seriously, it's like going out and buying fucking steak. And grinding it up and fucking putting it in a bottle. It is so fucking formula by ounce is so expensive. It's insane. The idea that like a mom's like, yeah, I'm trying to breastfeed, but you know, I need to supplement. Oh, well, no public assistance for you. Why? Why? Who's winning in that scenario? Yeah, I do. I want to mention the PS here. (laughs) So the baby's mouth is best for increasing milk supply, but an adult's mouth is better than a breast pump. Men help those ladies out with low milk supply. No. Nope. Yeah, pass. I'll I'm pass sorry. on that. I'm sorry. There's a board and ignore Reddit, but I'm sure there's also a fucking lactating, lactating moms Reddit. I'm sure there is. Oh, God. Someone's going to send it it's to It's just us. not a thing I'm into. I'm sorry. No. They make breast pumps for a reason. They make no. babies' mouths for a reason. Here's the thing, man. And I'm only, I'm only going to eat breast milk if you culture it into yogurt. That's <laughs> <what> I'm <laughs> All right. I'm not top of that. Never mind. <laughs> oh... 
So we want to uh, we want to thank Bryce from Naked Mormonism for joining us this time. You but can, not too much. You can find Bryce's podcast at NakedMormonismPodcast.com. You can also find him in all the usual places, Stitcher, iTunes, etc. Uh, Bryce was just such a blast to have on. He was a lot of fun to hang out with at ReasonCon, and we're glad we had an opportunity to talk to him this time. Uh, check his podcast out. He's a fun guy, and he's a funny guy. He is. He was, he was a lot. Actually, I'm joking, but he was... At least twice as much fun as we've ever had with David Michael. Absolutely. Yeah. Who's probably going to be on the show soon. (laughs) (laughs) Only because we're slumming. Yeah. (laughs) No, we love you, David. We're just kidding. We're just kidding. We like you. We we, tolerate you. We just lust you. (laughs) And you're very, very- You put out. (laughs) And you're very slick head. So that's going to wrap it up for this fucking extra late night edition. I'm not going to be home till three in the morning fucking edition of fucking Cognitive Dissonance Podcast. We are going to leave you with the old Skeptics Creed until Tom can record a new, more vitriolic one. And uh, we'll catch you next week, yo. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death in towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques, and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and views expressed in this show are that of the hosts only. Our poorly formed and expressed notions do not represent those of our wives, employers, friends, families, or of the local dairy council.